Welcome to the Evolve Your Game podcast. My name is Jose Antonio Fernandez. I'm a high performance coach, author, and tennis philosopher. Our mission is to help people to live fuller lives and to tap deeper into their own potential. Okay, William, hi, nice to have you here. A few days since we saw each other last time. And thank you so much uh, for being uh, with me and sharing a little bit of your tennis story. So I would ask you to please introduce yourself for uh, the ones that are listening. Yeah, um, hey, uh, my name is William, uh, William Grant. I'm 20 years old. I'm currently gonna be a rising uh, junior at the University of Florida. Um, been, you know, been playing tennis, you know, for almost all my life now, um, you know, played on the junior tour and ITFs for a good, for a good amount. Um, and yeah, now I'm in college and we just won the national championship. So, you know, that was, uh, that was pretty great. Awesome. Great. So, um, yeah, a lot of the uh, people that are going to listen to this, they, they know you, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but great. So my first question to you is. How did you start playing tennis? How and yeah. probably why as well? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Uh, you know, a lot of people ask me um, and I don't really have an answer, you know, because uh, I have three older brothers um, and an older sister who, uh, you know, my sister is five years older than me and then my brothers, you know, are older than her. So, you know, they played tennis, um, you know, growing up. I was actually born in London, um, London, England, and I, I lived there for three or four years. Um, and so, you know, I don't really know. I was always just, you know, there at the club or, you know, there at the club, um, you know, watching my brothers and, and my sister play. And I was probably, you know, two or three years old, you know, when I, you know, first started, you know, hitting some balls or, you know, I don't remember, you know, the first time, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I moved to, I moved to California when I was, you know, five, four or five years old. Um, and there is when I really, you know, start remembering, you know, my first memories and, um, you know, really committed to, you know, to tennis and, sort of remembered that, okay, you know, this is, this is something that I want to do. Um, and, you know, you know, I think just having, you know, my older brothers and stuff and, and seeing them play, it was, it was just natural, you know, to me. And, and I think that, you know, helped me a lot. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, I have an, an anecdote, which is um, maybe a lot of people know this, but I remember many years ago, I saw a, a video of a little boy, playing tennis with uh, Roger Federer <laughs> and well it, it went kind of viral that video no? Yeah. and um, and I had no idea who that kid was and then I saw my dear friend Juan Biloca Juan Pito Biloca with his yeah. student and his student happened to be the boy in the video it was you so yeah. do you want to tell us a little bit about how yeah. that came about yeah, I was I was seven or seven or eight years old. And I mean, even then, I don't I don't really remember it too much. You know, I remember, you know, being there, but I don't remember, you know, the sensation and, and the feelings that I had. But but it was pretty crazy. You know, it was just it was like a charity event in, in New York City, you know, and there was a lot of people there. But, you know, basically, we were able to play just one point, you know, with him. And and it, it turned out to be a to be a really good point. And I always joke. I always <laughs> yeah. joke about it. I always say you know, after that point, it's, it's been downhill since, you know, I'm, I'm never gonna, you know, play at that level again, but yeah, I went, it went crazy on YouTube. It's, it's funny, actually, if, if you look at some of the comments, um, like so many people are hating and, 
and saying like, uh, you know, Federer is not even trying, like, like this kid's, you know, never going to be good. And, and it's funny. It's like, I'm, I'm like eight years old, you know, and it's obviously Federer yeah. isn't trying, but, yeah. but it's funny. It's funny to go back and watch it. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. I, I wonder, yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if I, if I show him the video one day, if, if he remembers it. <laughs> oh, probably. He probably will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so funny story there. Yeah, it was uh, such a coincidence because I had no, like, no clue, no. Yeah. And I made the connection of, yeah, this Pitu's student. My, yeah, my brother just had had the YouTube channel and he just posted it, you know, just randomly and and obviously, you know, with Feder and and it was a pretty crazy point. So I think I think it went pretty viral and it's it's yeah, just yeah, it was funny. A, it was a crazy point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So an, another another question: um, What was your parents' role? in all this were they very yeah. involved in your tennis or were they the kind of parents that they drop you in the club and, and the coach take care of of your tennis or how was it yeah you know or how is I'm, it still no? yeah you know i'm very fortunate to have you know such amazing parents um you know who are very supportive um and i think you know my dad is is a little more involved you know in the today to you know the day-to-day things and i think having my older brothers sort of go through the process you know, before me, I think my dad, you know, became very educated and, and sort of understood the system. And so, you know, he was very supportive and, you know, I'm very thankful, you know, to have him, you know, support me and, you know, give me the opportunity to, you know, to travel and, and play all these tournaments. And I think it's a great balance from, from him, you know, to my mom, because my mom is, is a little more relaxed and, you know, she's not, you know, too involved in, you know, in the results and, and everything like that. And, um, I think she's, you know, she's the one that, you know, whether I win or lose, you know, she always says, you know, you played amazing and, you know, you look beautiful out there. And, you know, my dad is a little more analytical and sort of he understands it, you know, a little bit better. Um, and, you know, my dad is one of the smartest people, you know, in the world, I think. And, you know, even though he's not, you know, my coach, you know, he's always there, you know, watching all my matches and, you know, he's played, he's played a huge role, um, you know, in my development. And there's, you know, no way I would be, you know, where I am today without him. Okay, so your your dad put like the cerebral part in your development, and yeah. mom mom more the emotional aspect. Yeah, yeah, definitely the more emotional. Yeah, you know, and you know, my dad, you know, set me up with such amazing coaches and sort of put me, you know, in a position to succeed. And he also does a great job of you know stepping away and you know not being too involved. But um, you know, when you know when he needs to tell me something or you know tell me something important, you know, he's gonna say it and you know, sometimes it's good and, and sometimes it's, you know, it's bad, but, but in the end it's, it's for good intentions and it's, you know, always about improving and getting better. Right. Awesome. Great. Um, um, the other thing that I, uh, I'm always curious about is, do you remember, I know you said you don't remember how you, when you started, but do you have like memories about your coaching style? For example, you, did you start learning technique first or strategy first or a, a certain philosophy like be a fighter or, or be a hard worker or have fun yeah. what, what what are your memories about that yeah it's, it's it's a great question you know I've been very fortunate to to be surrounded with you know such amazing coaches you know from an early age um, you know obviously you know you know Juan very well and you know also Damian Jackson and and you know another one um, you know, Thomas Brinkoff, who's unfortunately not with us, you know, here today, but, um, you know, from an early age, you know, being surrounded by, you know, obviously amazing coaches, but, but most importantly, amazing people, you know, and, 
and, you know, people that I looked at, you know, obviously as coaches, but, but more importantly, as, as friends and, and as mentors. And I think, you know, having, having those people in my corner from an early age was, was super important, you know, and I'm still best friends with all of them today. And I'm, I'm still working with them, you know, today, you know, I've been with, you know, Damien was, was my very first coach, you know, in, in England. Um, you know, all my older brothers wow. you know, started work, started working with him. And so, you know, Damien Newby before I was even born. Um, and I think, you know, Damien and, and, and Pitsu have, I wouldn't say, you know, different, you know, styles or, or philosophies, but it was great to have, have both of them, you know, as a balance because, you know, you know, Juan, he's very, you know, more of the Spanish style, you know, a little more, you know, relaxed, um, you know, more, more feeling the game and, and sort of learning, you know, with trial and error and, and sort of letting the player, you know, sort of feel it out. And, you know, Damien is, is I would say, you know, not too technical or analytical, but, you know, a little more, you know, specific of, of this is what we're going to do, um, you know. And, and I remember, you know, Pitsu is, I was, he, you know, he came to California when I was, I don't even know, like, you know, eight years old, maybe nine years old. And, you know, he, I was with him for even up until today. And, I mean, he knows me probably better than, you know, my own parents and, and I think, you know, we really focused a lot on, on just hitting and, and, and like I said, just sort of playing with feeling and, and sort of playing, you know, playing sort of like, like I said, just sort of trial and error. And, you know, I never, I never, it's, you know, Pizza never really taught me how to hit a forehand or, you know, the, the technique or, or stuff like that. It was, it was very natural to me. And I think, I think that helped, you know, a lot to, to where I am today. You know, I think. I mean, you know how it is, you know, the Spanish, you know, mentality of, and he obviously, you know, learned it from Pato and, you know, he brought those techniques and, and sort of those skills, you know, down to me. And, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe, you know, his sort of philosophy, but like we would just hit, you know, for just up the middle for an hour, you know, just feeling the ball and, and, and playing so many points and, and, you know, just learning. And, and it's, it's funny because he, he knows me so well, like we would play points and, I swear he, he would know exactly where I was going to hit the ball every time. <laughs> and it's, it's so annoying when we would play sets and stuff because he would, he would know where I was going to hit the ball before even I did. And we used to have, you know, the craziest sets in practice and, you know, the best points. And, and I think, you know, that taught me a lot. And, and then Damien, you know, on the other hand, he was, you know, a huge help as well. Um, a little more, like I would say, a little more technical, a little, you know, more specific drills and stuff. And I think that's super important. So, I think the balance between Damien, you know, and P2 was, was perfect, you know, and I think I took away so many things, you know, from both of them and, and sort of try to, you know, tie it together. And then also their relationship, you know, together was, was amazing. And, and I think that helped, you know, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I was witness of uh, parts of your process and I know both uh, coaches, uh, Damien and, and, and P2, both very nice and they uh, were well together so I think it was great and especially it's interesting you've been so long with both mm -hmm. this is kind of yeah. a uh, especially in the United States you know it's kind mm -hmm. of a rarity you know because um, yeah. people tend to change coaches very often and you you stick to those two two guys for, for yeah. many years and I, yeah um, and I think also you know one thing that you know I think my dad and, and my family has done very well is, is being very loyal you know, and, and finding, you know, like I said, not only great coaches, but, but great people. And there's even, you know, two other, you know, coaches, uh, you know, Ben and, and Zibu Nube, who, who were my, you know, my brother's coaches, you know, growing up. And, 
I spent a lot of time with them, you know, even today, you know, Ben, Ben was with me this past summer and he's been with, he's been coaching my brothers and stuff, you know, when we moved to California. So, you know, there's four, there's, you know, four or five coaches that we've had in the family that, that we've stayed with, you know, for forever. And I think just having that relationship and, and that connection and being able to communicate and, you know, be honest, I think is so important, you know, and yeah. through the good times and, and also the bad times, you know, just being able to have that relationship, you know, and that trust of it's, it's always, you know, for the better and, you know, for making us, you know, better mm-hmm. tennis players and better people. Yeah. Gr- great. And, um, I assume as well, when you have somebody for such a long time, you go through good good moments of development yeah. and bad moments, but there's always a learning curve, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you can look back with the same person at the, the previous experiences, the past, mm-hmm. and how to uh, correct it and make it better. Yeah. So I guess... I mean, there's obviously, you know, through my junior career, I've had, you know, some tough moments and, and bad losses. And, you know, I've never had, you know, the thought of, of switching coaches or you know, finding someone else because I, I always know that they always have my best interest in me and, and they know me so well that, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be, you know, better times. And, and then when you do have, you know, the good results and, you know, the big accomplishments, you know, it feels so much better, you know, to have them, you know, in your corner and, you know, have them be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, very, very nice. And um, it's, it's, It's kind of strange, but uh, a lot of the best players, they have had this kind of relationships, yeah. so, so long-term yeah, yeah. relationships. So that was probably a very good observation uh, mm-hmm. on your dad's corner to realize yeah. that. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah uh, great. And did you have any um, any role model any or something specific that motivated you? Because, I mean, it's quite a few years already you've been hitting the ball, yeah. no? Every yeah, day. It's, so <laughs> how, ma- yeah, how many years? I mean, so, so many. I mean, almost 12, 12, 14 yeah, years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. But I think, I think my older brothers played a big role because, you know, when I'm, you know, five or six years old and, and I'm seeing them play, you know, and especially one of my brothers, Michael, who was, who was maybe one of the better ones out of my brothers. And, you know, he played at USC and, and he was a very accomplished tennis player. I think he motivated me a lot. You know, I had a, I had a very good relationship with him from an early age and, And just seeing him, you know, play at the high level, you know, it, it motivated me a lot because, you know, those are my brothers, you know, I want to be, you know, where they are. You know, I think if I didn't have, if I didn't have them, I, I don't, I don't, I can't see how I would, you know, when they would have been able to stay motivated or, you know, have a goal of, of where I want to go, you know, and then obviously on the tennis side, I mean, I'm a big Federer guy, you know, and I think, you know, it's, it's hard not yeah. to like someone like him. And, and I've been watching him from, from such an early age. I was actually, uh, In 2008, was it 2008? I, I was actually at the uh, the Nadal Federer Wimbledon. Um, I watched it. I watched oh, it live. Wow. Yeah, that crazy that crazy match, and that was one of my earliest uh, memories of of watching you know tennis and just being there in that environment. It's it's hard not to be motivated from that and, and want to be there, you know, where they are. And so I would say my brothers and you know obviously Federer. Just seeing him, he's been playing for so long. It's you know he's just like an icon and and such 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 a beautiful player. Yeah, but sometimes we take it for granted, William, but we are so involved in this sport. I mean, I, I've been longer than you involved in this sport, yeah. but it's day in, day out, and we don't get sick of it, mm-hmm. no? I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we always want more, go back to hit, improve whatever, the back and the forehand, the volley. There's always something to learn and to improve. And in, and in this this quest of tennis, have you had any any moment in this uh 
years that you've been practicing and competing that you learned something like very like eye-opening like you said wow i just realized something that it was very important yeah i think you know one of my fondest memories um that i can think of is is a couple of years ago at, at junior wimbledon you know I, i came through qualies and you know i was like 70 or 80 you know atf juniors which is good but you know my goal was to to play all the junior grand slams my last year you know and I didn't care if I, you know, did well, just, just being there and, and being able to play at these venues. But, you know, I was lucky enough to, to come through qualies and, and get to the round of 16 at Wimbledon, you know, where I played, uh, you know, Carlos uh, Alcaraz, who, oh. you know, is doing very, you know, doing well, you know, very well right now. And it's funny, go, you know, going into the match because, I mean, he was, he was a beast then, man. This guy was, you know, finals of challengers. And, you know, going into the match, he, he had beaten, like, my best friend Tyler the round before, like, 6-1, 6-1. And, you know, going into the match, I honestly, it's probably not good to say, but I was like, okay, I just want to try and win as many games as I can, you know, and just, just not get embarrassed. That's, you know, yeah, that was yeah. my goal, you know, and, you know, next thing I know it's, you know, six all, you know, in the third set, you know, at, at wow. Wimbledon, you know, on, on the big court and, you know, everybody's watching. And I think he, he served for the match at six, five and, and I broke back and it sort of hit me, you know, and it's, it's maybe why I ended up losing the match, honestly, but I sort of looked around and, it was, it was almost like, it was almost like bliss, you know, it was just so beautiful just being in that moment, you know, at Wimbledon with seeing the center court and, you know, my whole family was there and, and so many people watching it. I sort of, I just sort of told myself, I was like, wow, like, you know, this is, you know, this is pretty crazy. And, you know, I, I might've said, you know, uh, uh, maybe a, like a swear word to myself, you know, to, <laughs> but it was, it was like, wow, like, like this, this is pretty crazy, like where I am right now. And, you know, I ended up losing the match, but But just in that moment, and it's it's hard to describe, you know, and I've been trying to chase, you know, those moments, you know, since then. But it's it's hard to describe, you know, how like just mm. in that moment and, and sort of just I sort of just took a step back and and I looked around and I was just like, wow, like, I don't know how I'm here right now. But <laughs> it's it's it was almost like I said, just sort of a feeling of bliss and, and peace of, of how much I've you know worked. And I think those are the moments that, you know, we work for, you know, and I think me being able to, to understand that in the moment. You know, that, it doesn't matter that I lost the match. You know, I think just being there and experiencing that, I think it was it was beautiful. And I, I think I keep looking back to that, you know, and that's that's another source of my motivation is, you know, I want to get back there and, you know, being the men's draw and, you know, playing on the big courts. Well, that's an amazing experience, you know, especially when you have the uh, the clarity in the moment to step yeah. out and look 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 back all to, in, to, to your life, uh, how much training you have done and traveling and good moments, yeah. good moments and suddenly be playing against this good guy, yeah. doing and well. It wasn't, having... even, it wasn't even, you know, against the, the opponent. It was just the experience, you know, just being at Wimbledon, you know, six all in the third set, you know, so many people watching and, you know, on the big courts, it's, 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 just, it's just amazing, you know. Yeah, have you had a, a Palladio already in on grass before, or was that, that was uh, that was that was my first my first time? And another another funny story actually. I I played two of the warm up tournaments um, in Nottingham and, and Roehampton, and I was playing so bad, couldn't I couldn't move on the grass. I was getting so mad, like having the worst feelings. And I remember I lost in, in the first round, or even in qualifying of, of Roehampton. And I told my dad, I said, I don't want to do this. Uh, I, I want to go home. I don't, I don't want to play Wimbledon. Like. I can't do it. Like, I just, I have the worst feelings on the court. I, I can't move. And he was like, look, you know, you work so hard to get here, you know, just, just stay there. And 
even if you lose, you know, in qualities, you know, you got to experience it. And, you know, that was one of the best decisions that I've made. You know, I ended up going through qualities and, you know, winning two matches. And, you know, it's just crazy to look at, you know, crazy to look back at. And how, how did you adjust to that? For example, from moving poorly yeah. and then finally playing, playing well, what it's, happened there? It's, it's life, man. I mean, it, you know, there's so many ups and downs. And as you know, I think, you know, one thing that I always remember, you know, P2 always telling me is, or Juan, sorry, as, as most people know him, is that he told me when he was playing on tour, he would play maybe four or five matches the whole year where he would feel amazing. And from the start to the finish, he would feel good. Everything was going well. And he said everything else was was just fighting and, and trying to fight, find a way to get through the match and, you know, feeling feeling not so well. And and I think that was sort of the mindset that I had was, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and do everything that I can to put myself, you know, in a position to to compete well and, and do well. And, and I think a lot of it was mental, you know, I think just sort of having the right mindset, you know, going into it. And I did a few specific things, you know, on the mental side um, that I think put me, you know, in a good position, you know, more specifically just little things, you know, just routines and, you know, going to the towel and sort of, you know, visualize, you know, visualization and, and, and little things like that, that can really make a big difference. Sure. Nice. Nice. So it was a, a good turnaround there. Yeah. Good. Um, and right now, what is, what is your biggest challenge at this point of, of tennis? I mean, you're combining now tennis with, uh, with a uh, college, I mean, with studying, yeah. Uh, I can imagine that could be pretty challenging to do yeah. good in both. But you tell me, what what is, in your opinion, yeah, think, your biggest challenge right now? I think a lot of it is is mental, you know, the sort of the mentality, you know, that I have and, and the mental toughness sort of, which goes along with, with the physical side of things and sort of the consistency. And I don't mean consistency as, as being able to make a lot of balls, you know, consistency of, you know, being able to play a tough match and, and coming the next day and, and having the same level, you know, and, and doing it consistently, you know, not over days or weeks, but, you know, months. And, and I think it's hard because, you know, I did, re you know, really well in juniors. And I think, you know, developing and, and trans, you know, transferring to, to pros and, and futures and stuff like that. You know, I feel like the, the physical side of things of, of being big and, and strong in the juniors, it, it sort of goes away. You know, everyone is big. Everyone can hit, you know, good forehands, but I think the consistency of, of being able to, to compete, you know, every day and, and then also mentally, you know, just hand, handling the stress, you know, handling the nerves, you know, and, you know, being positive and, and all of that. I mean, as you know, you know, the, the mental side of, of tennis is so important. And I think it's also extremely hard, you know, to master. And so every day, I mean, even, even now, you know, I'm still working on, you know, being positive and, and competing well. And, you know, when things get tough or, you know, when I don't feel good, you know, trying to find that edge of, of overcoming it and, and sort of pushing through it. And I still struggle with that today, you know, but, you know, that's what, you know, we work on every day. And I think, I think I've made some, you know, improvements, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, William observers, sometimes people that are not very close to tennis, they don't see that part. They think it's mm -hmm. just uh, you just go on court and you have to play well. They don't know the way a tennis player feels yeah. uh, related to performance. No, because we always play with a very small percentage up there. No? So mm -hmm. you drop your your percentage a little and your level goes down. So, I mean, you know it. You know that feeling when you go there and you say, if I want to win, I have to play 
to my best and uh, it mm-hmm. creates a lot of a lot of pressure and um yeah what i what i see also is that pressure doesn't go away the more you win because mm, you win exactly. you have another another match next day that you want to do the same and if you win again then you have another and your expectations grow so it's yeah i think it's quite a uh, a job to get used to that mm-hmm. you know to take it as a, something normal like it's going to be sunny or it's going to be raining yeah. And I think, uh, yeah. I think a, a good example is, you know, just a few weeks ago, you know, I played, you know, a tournament, you know, in Dallas that, you know, I ended up yes. winning and it was, yeah. it was amazing. It was great, you know, but I mean, at least for me, you know, I didn't feel amazing on the court. You know, you think, okay, I won, you know, seven or eight matches. I must be playing amazing, you know, but at least for me, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I could put the ball anywhere on the court. You know, it was a lot of it was just competing and, and mentally, you know, just, just trying to find a way, you know, to get through it. And, and I think that sort of shows you about tennis is it's not about, I mean, everyone can hit good forehands, you know, everyone can hit a good serve. It's, it's about finding the small details and sort of finding the small edge of, of being able to get through it. And I think that sort of just shows you, you know, how important the mental side of things are. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the tournament as well, because, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't there. I didn't watch it in on, 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 on Instagram, on, yeah, yeah. on YouTube, yeah. the live, but but uh, you know the boys have been talking about it. And they say, "Wow, that was a, a, a good tournament, very solid tournament that William uh, won." Mm-hmm. So, um, so you you what you're saying is that uh, you made a difference there because of your um, attitude towards yeah. difficulty. Exactly, and just and just competing, you know, just competing every point. And- and not thinking about it. I mean, it was a long tournament and I played seven matches, you know, in seven days. And I think one of the best things that I did well is, is like me and you talked about was, was just staying there, you know, in the moment. And I think what I do a lot is, is thinking ahead to the next match or, you know, to the rankings, but, you know, each match I would, I would show up and I told myself, I'm going to do everything that I can to just get through this match. And I wasn't even thinking about the next day or the next day. And, and when you do that, you just get so lost, you know, in the moment and, and sort of the process that, you know, the next thing you know, you're in the finals and it's, it's, you know, you felt like it was just, it was just yesterday. And mm. I think, I think that taught me a lot. And like I said to you, my, my mentality in the matches, it was so hot, you know, just, just dying on the court, you know, feeling, feeling like crap. And what I told you, I just kept telling myself was just stay there, you know, stay there. And, that's, you know, another thing that, you know, Juan, you know, used to always say is, you know, during the matches, if I was getting getting pissed or getting mad or playing bad, I would, I would look at him maybe for some coaching or, or something like that. And, and he would just say, just stay there, man. Just stay there and, and, and keep fighting. And there's nothing else you can do, you know, just, just stay there and, and try your best and, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Nice. Write that one down so you don't yeah. forget it. <laughs> yeah. But I think, Important. you know, the, lear- the learning comes sometimes with the experience. Because it's, yeah. I mean, it's probably something you've been hearing a lot. Stay there, fight every point, stay in the moment. But you, you did it. You did it now, and and you know how it feels. Probably you know inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I can play this good or this bad, and still get out of the court uh, as a winner. Yeah. 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 Nice. A lot, of, a, lot of, nice. a lot of confidence for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And is there anything special about tennis that make you happy? Do you think? Oh, I I, yeah. I love this. I think, I think, I think just the, the amount of work and, and sort of working hard and, and practicing and, and then being able to, you know, win a tournament or, or win a big match, you know, there's, I'm, I'm sure you can agree. And, 
and a lot of my you know tennis you know friends can say it is you know winning a big match you know the the amount of relief and the happiness and that you feel you know after the last point it's just like oh you know you worked so hard and and you tried so many things and I think that's what pushes me so much you know and I think you know for example at the last tournament you know when I won you know I wasn't going crazy I was just just relieved and just just so happy it's just like so much weight you know came off of me and it's yeah. just like oh how much I worked you know this whole week you know that's that's why we do it right it's just because yeah. of the training and and the tough sessions and and all of that it leads to, to moments like that and so you know being able to realize that you know in the moment you know it's very it's very positive you know and it gives you gives you a lot of satisfaction and the thing about tennis is you know you can enjoy it for a little bit but <laughs> you gotta the next the next day you gotta you gotta get back to work and you know yeah. you gotta push for the next tournament true true my, my coach used to tell me when you win it's like an a, a massage for the soul <laughs> and we finally lose way more than we win no yeah I mean, a lot more happens yeah. to yeah to, to the majority of people i was watching once a player that was around the top 30 and retired after 14 years and his win lose balance was almost equal yeah. Crazy. Almost equal. It's crazy, no? A guy that's yeah. top 30 consistently and loses half of the matches he plays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he has his good part, good parts as well. And do you have any any like dream for the future with tennis or with something else that you say, okay, yeah. I would love to do this besides going back to Wimbledon and, and playing on that court? <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, I want to I wanna play professional tennis, you know, and Uh, if you know, if if I could dream, it would be to win as many Grand Slams as I could. But but obviously, more than that is, I think just just being successful, you know, and and being able to to stay there, whether that's in the top hundred or or the top 50 of, or being able to play the, all the big tournaments and and sort of just being a professional tennis player and and that's sort of you know traveling you know week to week and playing all the big tournaments and you know if I get to top 10, that's that's great. Or if I win a Grand Slam, that's great. But sort of being at that level, you know, and, and playing that, playing all the big tournaments for, you know, 10, you know, 10 or 15 years, you know, I think that would be, you know, amazing. And I think that's, you know, that's what I'm working towards right now, you know, and I think, you know, I think I can get there, but it's gonna, it's gonna take a lot of hard work, but, you know, I don't, I don't see myself, you know, you know, stopping tennis anytime soon or, or getting, you know, a business job or, or anything like that, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and make it and, you know, I'm going to give everything that I have. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I think many people don't know the amount of work it takes uh, yeah. to get to the level you are right now and, and mo moving up more. still, no? Yeah. It's going to be even more, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of, lot of work. Um, do you have any specific like life lesson you, can, you have taken from, from this journey so far that you say, okay, um, if I would st stop tennis today, I learned this or that thing? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I'm I'm still so young, and I think hmm. I'm still learning so many things, you know, every day. But I think I think it all comes back to just sort of sort of how hard you work and and sort of you know the commitment to to sort of following your dreams. And that's what you know my dad you know always says is if you're going to do something, you know, you you got to go for it 100. And I think you know. Um, I think just sort of the commitment side of things, I think is, is sort of through the ups and downs of, of the last couple of years, you know, I know that if I want to make it to the top, you know, I have to, 
focus, you know, everything on tennis and, and, and give everything that I have. So I think, I don't know. It's, it's a tough question, man. I, mm. I'm still searching. I'm still searching for so many answers. And, and I think, you know, it's important to have, you know, good people in your life and, and good coaches that, that can help you, you know, during this process and, you know, through, through the failures and, and through the, you know, the triumphs of, I think, I think that's, I think that's, you know, the best thing is, is having the right people, you know, in your corner and not like, like I always say is, is not good coaches, but also, you know, great people. And, and I think that's super important. Yeah, well, I'm going to help you there a little bit. For example, I had you a, a few weeks here on, on, on my yeah. corner and I realized you're uh, very disciplined, very organized with your stuff. Yeah. Uh, you you have a plan, you know what you're doing. It's, it's not just a random appearance of William yeah. Grant on the court. <laughs> Let's yeah. see what happens today. So uh, that's probably something you've been um, practicing all your life, not yeah. to have uh, your routines, your way of doing things and yeah, that's something for sure you can take to other uh, yeah. areas of your life. Sure. And um, and if you would give little William an advice yeah. to the to the little you when you started to play tennis, what would you tell him? Yeah, I, I today, what do gave... you know now that you didn't know yeah. then? Yeah, I just gave a lesson to to one kid, you know, a couple of years younger than me, and and he was asking me, you know, so many questions of, you know, what advice do you have and and I think it's it's so easy to say now, you know, of, of what I could have done, you know, better when I was younger. And my my biggest thing is is it's just is don't focus on the results. It's just focus on getting better. And it's so cliche to say because you know when I was 12 or 13, I had I had my coaches and, and my dad telling me the same thing. But when you're in that moment, when you're so young, it's it's so hard for you to understand, you know, because you know you, you want to have the ranking, you want to play this tournament, you know. So when you have people telling you don't worry about the results. It's like, you know, you think they're crazy, but, you know, I promise, I promise you, you know, whatever you did in that tournament, you know, when you were 12 or 13, you know, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna matter. And I think sort of just focusing on, on developing your game and, and where you want to play, you know, when you're 19 or, or 20 years old, I think is so important because, you know, the next thing you know, you're going to be 17, 18, and then you're going to be 18 and 19, and you're going to be working and on things that, you know, if I'd focused on when I was younger, I wouldn't have to worry about right now. So obviously it's so much easier to say, you know, now, but I think just focusing on, on developing a good game and, you know, a game that, that can do well, you know, on, on the tour, I think is so important. But like I said, it's, it's so hard to, to have that maturity and sort of that mindset, you know, when you're younger. Um, and that comes back to the coaches, right? And, and the people that you're surrounded with is, is trying to implement that, you know, reminding, reminding you. And I think, you know, when I was 16 or 17, I sort of learned that because I was like, okay, you know, it's getting a little more serious now. It's getting a little more competitive. And I had to make some adjustments. I had to, to work on a few things. And if I had done that when I was a little younger, you know, maybe I would have been, you know, a step ahead or something like that. So. Yeah. 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 I understand that. Yeah. That's a, that's a, always like a difficult to find the balance between yeah. uh, improving and, and wanting to win and the desire to win no yeah um yeah but um it's yeah it's, it's a it's a good answer actually um mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to say that i haven't asked or did i yeah no did i, did I forget any 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 question that you say okay i would like to tell you this story or no um i don't think so i mean 
like maybe something more recently, like recently, you know, we just won the national championship, you know, at school. And I think, you know, obviously it was, it was a great moment and I was just a small part of that, you know, my, my teammates and, and all those guys were, were so amazing and my coaches and, you know, obviously over the summer, I had so many people, you know, congratulating me and, and asking me, you know, like, what did you guys do? Or, you know, what do you guys do in practice? And, and I tell them, I say, look, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing crazy. It's, it's not like my coaches is making us do this crazy drill or, you know, we're doing, we're doing these things. It's just the consistency of it, you know, every single day, I think it's so important. And, you know, my coach, he, he sets very high standards and, and expectations and we have so much respect and we have so much trust in him that there's, there's no second guessing. There's, there's no, like, if he tells us something, it's, it's, it's not like we're going to say he's wrong. It's just automatically, it's like, okay, you know, we're, we're going to do this and, and we're going to do it the right way because because we know that we know the the expectations that he sets and it's just the consistency of, of showing up you know every day and and the relationship that I had you know with my team is is so strong I mean I have literally eight or nine guys on my team that that are my best friends you know and and I don't see them as teammates I see them as you know friends and and people that I like hanging out with you know off the court and and I talk to so many people and you know at other schools and they have some problems within the team and you know, they're fighting or, you know, you know, it's just, it's just extra things that, that you have to deal with. And, and I think we did such a good job this year of, of staying so close with one of another. And, you know, once you get to the end of the tournament, I mean, all of these guys can play, you know, but what's the difference, you know, it's the trust, it's the, it's the communication, it's, it's the relationships and, and sort of what you've been working towards, you know, through the, through the whole year. And that's where I give my, my, my coach so much credit is, is he put us in such a good situation such a good, uh, such a good opportunity for us to, to sort of peak, you know, during that time. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah, actually, I um, congratulate you as well, uh, because that's, uh, that's a big win. It's, it's going to be a great memory for your life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and um, I, I think the achievement to have a cohesive uh, um, team and, and, and coaching group and, and feel home there is, uh, is so important for trust and, and confidence. Yeah. William, I think we got to the end. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for your for your time, for your answers. Um, and um, I'm pretty sure uh, some others are going to learn from your experiences. That's, yeah. you know, the reason I do this is one, uh, because I want to learn myself as well. I want to mm-hmm. see how you guys made it this far. Yeah. And... It's nice to hear the stories. I'm curious because I have my own story. Yeah, of course. And, and, and then you see the stories from other people. And I think it's so valuable uh, yeah. coaching and, and having my younger students listen to these guys that are where they want to be. So fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I love I loved talking you know, about it and, and talking with you. You know, I always enjoy spending time with you on the court, and, but also spending time off the court with you is it's so much fun. So, you know, thank you so much. Thank you, William. So I'll let you go and have a good one. Yeah. You too. Take care of yourself. Thank you for listening to the ideas we shared. I hope we were able to serve you well. See you in the next one.